The final ray of hope I'd like to offer us is that for me, this survey just suggests that we can do it. We can actually do this. We can make it to the end of this pandemic and uh, particularly to the end of this lockdown as a community who are still connected, who still love worshiping Jesus together. You know, I really believe in us and I just, I love hearing some of the stories that have come out of this time already. Hi, and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia, who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Hey everyone, welcome back to the tour of Kaiser Gresham Brit. Um, to the tour of our living room week. I'm not sure what week it is, but it's week a lot. Um, we keep finding new corners to show you. I know some of you have been really wondering deep within your soul, what's just a little bit to the right of the church couch? Well, now you know. Uh, it's our local coffee shop, Cafe Gresham Brit, where the drinks are free and decaf is not allowed. No, that's a joke. We love you if you drink decaf. You just have to bring your own coffee. Um, but yes, welcome uh, back. We are kind of in an in-between week this week. Last week, we finished up our series uh, from Garden to City, looking at the biblical thread of work and rest. We're starting a new series next week, which I'm really looking forward to, which is looking uh, through the book of Colossians and particularly at the theme of reconciliation, which I think is going to be a really beautiful series. Um, but we wanted to take this week that we have in the middle um, to just stop and reflect a little bit on the situation that we find ourselves in, uh, the pandemic. How do we navigate this season as Christians? How do we navigate this season as a church community? Uh, What things can we do? Uh, What things can we think about that will help us um, not just to survive this season, but to actually thrive uh, throughout lockdown? Now, uh, if you're on the weekly email uh, or if you got a text spam from me uh, during the week, sorry, not sorry, um, you will know that we did a survey And uh, we got lots of responses, which is really fantastic. So big thanks to everyone who responded to that. We're going to spend the first part of this talk going through some of the results and basically looking at the question, how are we going as a community? Um, And then after that, um, I want to take a look through a brief passage in the book of Matthew that I feel like gives us a really helpful framework or tool that we can use for navigating this season uh, as individuals, but also as a church community. I'm going to try and do some drawing on the iPad on the screen and we'll see whether that works. So that's the cliffhanger uh, at the end of this little section. Um, But uh, yeah, let's uh, stop faffing around and let's get into the actual message uh, and look at some of these survey results. All right, let's get into some data. I love this stuff. Apologies if you don't, but I'll try and go through it quickly uh, for the sake of those who aren't as excited by data as I am. Um, So firstly, thank you so much to everyone who contributed a response to this survey. We had 41 unique responses, which was absolutely fantastic. That's over half of our community. Um, So for me, that's enough data to suggest that what we're looking at is actually representative of our community on a whole. Um, There were some really fantastic comments and thoughts. Jen and I have been through and actually read all of the open-ended answers, and we really appreciate, particularly those of you who took a bit of time to write out some ideas and some thoughts. 
Um, I also need to give a big shout out to the wonderful Sean Williams who uh, sat with me and helped me interpret some of this data. Um, he's sort of the chief data nerd, I think, in our community. So on you, Sean. Um, and no, we're not going to go through every question blow by blow. What I do want to do is kind of just draw out some of the key highlights that I think will help us to understand where our community is at all together and hopefully help us to navigate this season together well. So the first thing we had a look at was um, overall well-being. And we basically asked all of you to rate how you're going out of 10. Now, if we just ask you out of 10, how are you going? There could be all sorts of factors at play. And so we asked you, how are you going before the lockdown out of 10? How are you going now out of 10? And then we also asked a question, um, is that if there's any change in your well-being, is that due to lockdown or other factors? Now, we uh, first of all tried um, looking at the data separately for people who said lockdown, other factors, and we saw that the trends were about the same. So we took everything together for those of you who care about that kind of thing. Um, and what I think I expected to see was quite a substantial drop in overall well-being from before lockdown to after. Um, and what we actually found was really interesting. Uh, it's going to come up on a graph now. Um, the average well-being from before lockdown to, to now um, went down from a 6.9 to a 5.5, which is a change of 1.4, which is not to be sneezed at. Uh, that's a, that is a significant change, but it's not quite as dramatic as I expected to see. Um, now, just so you know what you're looking at on this graph uh, over here, um, along the bottom, that's the score out of 10 that people uh, put down. Along the side is how many people chose that score. Um, the gray bars are before lockdown and the blue bars are now, so that you're seeing the before and after. Um, and the thing that is probably the most helpful uh, is the trend line that you see going over the top. And what you see is this kind of shift where the graph before lockdown was kind of skewed towards around seven out of 10, whereas now it's uh, centered around 5.5. So what does this actually mean? Well, let's have a look at another graph that uh, does a bit of interpretation, which will come up now. Um, and what we're looking at now is we're looking at the change that people reported from before till after. And uh, I think this is really helpful because so along the bottom, we have the amount of change. So uh, what did your score change by? Um, and then on the side, we have number of people who reported that change, a, a bit like the last graph. And what we see is that most uh, people experience a small, but not a drastic overall change in their well-being. And for me, what these two graphs together are saying is that while we're uh, while lockdown has definitely affected us, it's not, we haven't come undone. We're actually doing slightly better than I expected. Um, and to me, that also says that while the lockdown kind of sucks, we can do it. We can make it. I really believe that we can get through this time as a community, as individuals, and really make it out the other side. Now, I do need to just remind you that these graphs, they don't represent the overall population. They don't represent everyone in Australia. It's just our community. Um, and also, remember, we're looking at overall statistics, um, which are great for telling us information about the whole, um, but they don't capture individual stories. 
And so while the overall picture isn't as bad as expected, we know that there are some people who are really hurting in this time. And so we want to encourage you to be kind to each other. Um, don't, don't celebrate that we're doing better than expected, um, but don't forget the ones who are really hurting. Um, now, as I was looking through the data and as Sean was looking through the data with me, we kind of thought it'd be great to ask a few follow-up questions. So we've decided to do that using the live chat. So um, right now, if you have been on uh, the receiving end of something that's been really helpful, um, you know, if, if someone has done something for you that's been really helpful in this lockdown time, we would love to know what that is. So why don't you just post that in the live chat now so we can get a few ideas about what's actually working for people uh, in encouragement. So particularly if you're one of those people who's still doing really well or who've had no change in their well-being, you can help, you can help someone out who uh, might be struggling a little bit more. Now, after looking at overall well-being, the next thing we we're interested in was spiritual well-being. How is your connection to God and your purpose going? And we asked the same three questions, but just swapped out overall well-being for spiritual well-being. Uh, again, the data uh, was about the same for people who said lockdown or for other factors. So we took all of that data together. Um, and what I expected to see, and Sean was the same, we expected to see a similar shift uh, in spiritual well-being to what we saw for, overwhel uh, for overall well-being. So a slight decrease. But what uh, came out is really interesting, uh, which is on the graph that's up on the screen now, um, is that even though we see a slight change in the distribution of scores uh, for people's overall well-being, um, the actual average didn't change. It went from 6.3 uh, before lockdown to 6.2 during. So no, no meaningful change. So does that mean that uh, overall there's been no movement in our spiritual well-being? This is where the second graph gets really interesting. Uh, when we look at the change, we realize that there's actually people on either end. So for every person whose faith has suffered as a result uh, of lockdown, there's been someone whose faith has grown, uh, which I found really fascinating. And for me, that just suggests that uh, it is actually possible for this time to be a moment of growth in our relationship with God. So again, get your um, typing thumbs out. If you're one of those people who has grown spiritually, in this time. Your spiritual well-being is better now than it was before lockdown. Tell us your secrets. We'd love to know um, how you've used this time or how God has used this time um, to help you draw closer to him. Please uh, tell us your secrets in the live chat. Now, the next question we asked, this was a bit of a personal pet question of mine. Um, I have come to accept that I'm quite strange in that a small part of me actually kind of likes lockdown. Uh, I don't want to go too much further into that in case you think I'm weird, but I mean, I guess I just really like spending time with my family and being around Jen and Davey a lot is really precious. And so I did ask this question and what I kind honestly, what I expected is for me and maybe one or two other weirdos to say, yeah, we do kind of love lockdown. Um, but what we saw was quite uh, different to that. Interestingly, it was only just over half who disagreed or strongly disagreed and said that they really don't like lockdown. Um, and just over a quarter of people actually agree uh, with this statement uh, that, that was in the question, uh, that if they're honest, they're kind of loving lockdown. 
uh, and then 20% are neutral. But for me, what this actually says, the useful information that comes out of this graph um, is that everyone is having a different experience of lockdown. You know, some people are really struggling. Some people are doing pretty well and some people are doing just fine. And so for me, that reminds me of the importance of actually listening to what people have to say. Um, live chat question. If you're kind of loving lockdown, if you're like me, one of those uh, quarter, what is it? What is it about lockdown that you're sort of secretly loving? Next up, we asked a question, uh, really simple. We asked this in all of our surveys. Uh, to what extent do you agree with the following statement? Um, I feel connected to my church community. This one actually surprised me a little bit. I thought we were kind of headed for a bloodbath with this question. Um, I thought we would have a lot more people disagreeing with this. Um, but as you can see, things are a little bit more positive than that. It's not fantastic, but considering we haven't seen uh, most of the people in our church community in over a month, I think we're actually doing pretty well here considering the circumstances. Now, look, some of that might be what we're doing with online church gathering every Sunday. Um, there was some really positive feedback about that in the open-ended questions. Um, but for me, it has a lot more to do with the way um, that we are actually coming together as a faith community in this time. It's the, the phone calls, it's the walks, uh, it's the random text messages checking in. It's, it's not just Jen and I, but it's all of us as a community getting in and, and doing the stuff, being community together, being church family together. And so I just really want to commend uh, you for those of you who are doing that stuff. Well done. Let's keep it up. Uh, and for those of you who might be struggling to feel connected, I want to encourage you to reach out maybe to Jen and I or maybe to um, someone within the church family that you love. But um, let's not be alone in this time. Next up, we were curious to know, what are the things that you're actually struggling with most? Because I think this is one of those things that it's kind of easy to assume what people are going through in general. So we thought it'd be interesting to see um, some actual data around this. And as you can probably see on the screen right now, um, the, the graph for this was really interesting. By far the thing um, that we are struggling with is we're just missing people. You know, I think this pandemic is such a um, wonderful, if difficult reminder that we are hardwired to need each other. And I actually really pray that as we go through this experience together, that this realization of how important community is, how important friendship is, that this would stay with us way beyond the end of the pandemic. Um, the other thing that I think was a really important trend to note is just the, um, the mental health struggle. Anxiety and depression is really hard at the moment. Um, and if you're one of those people who is struggling uh, you know, with feeling low or with fear of the future, and it's, it's, if it's interrupting your life, if it's making life more difficult, then I really want to encourage you to get help. You know, If you've got a counselor or a psychologist that you see, book an appointment. If you don't know who to see, um, speak to myself or Jen or one of the other pastors at North Region. We would love to help you find the right kind of person to talk to, but um, don't struggle with mental health stuff alone. Don't, don't do it alone. Um, there's help available. Get that help. Um, we'd love to help you do that. <clears throat> Moving on to uh, some of the activities. This was kind of almost like a bit of a suggestion box uh, question. Uh, and it was really interesting because a lot of people used the other box rather than ticking one of the suggestions that we put up. Now, 
I've um, blanked out the, uh, the, the other box um, just for the sake of protecting people's individual uh, answers. Um, but one of the things, one of the big trends that came out um, as we read through the suggestions is that for a lot of people, they don't want to spend more time in front of screens. They already spend enough time on Zoom, um, which was really interesting because there were a lot of others who said that they uh, would love activities like um, trivia nights on Zoom. Um, again, what we realize is everyone's having a different experience. Um, now, if you are one of the people who is keen for an online life group, uh, Jen and I want to encourage you to get in touch with us. All the information is down below in the description. Uh, get in touch because we would love to either put you into a life group or if there's enough people, we'd love to form a new one, um, even one that just meets over this time. So please let us know if that's you. And um, we'd also just encourage you to organize stuff yourself. You know, we have attended a bunch of events that uh, some of our friends have uh, organized, which have been really fun. So uh, there's nothing stopping you from organizing something for you and your friends. And we encourage you to try and uh, bring people from the outside in too. Of course, Jen and I are going to take this information and run with it too and see what else uh, we can do as a church community that might help us to stay connected. In terms of the final questions, uh, which were all open-ended, I don't want to go through each of them individually, but I do just want to give you three major themes that for me came out of reading uh, some of these open-ended answers. And thank you to those of you, especially um, the ones who wrote a paragraph or more for this. Um, but So three things. The first is um, that by far the thing that we're missing the most about church is being together and worshipping together. And let's just remember how good that's going to be when we go back when we go back once again. Uh, there were a number of comments here about um, people really missing prayer ministry. And so something we're gonna do over the coming weeks, uh, which we already started tonight, actually is, uh, is pre-service prayer and or uh, prayer ministry after the service. And so just stay tuned, uh, keep an eye on your emails, uh, keep an eye on announcements for that, and we'll let you know how to get involved in all of that. Um, and the final thing is, um, we asked a question, which is basically saying, what can you do? What do you feel that you could, can do to help others during this time? What we really wanted to know, do is kind of get you thinking a little bit about uh, some of the opportunities that we have to bless each other and love each other. And the thing that really came out of this for me is it's really just the simple things. It's just about picking up the phone and making a call or uh, organizing to go on a socially distanced one-on-one -on -one walk together. You know, it does, the way that we love others in this time doesn't have to be profound or complicated or all-encompassing. It just needs to be simple. It just needs to be intentional. Um, so on the whole, what do we learn from this whole survey exercise? Well, first of all, I think it's been a really helpful sense of perspective um, for, for our community uh, that on the whole, things aren't actually as bad as I thought that they would be. Uh, I'm not trying to sugarcoat things here. Uh, it's just what the data says. Uh, this has been a helpful reminder that everyone's experience of the pandemic is different. And so don't make assumptions, um, but let's listen to each other and get really good at that in this time. Um, with that said, there are some people in our community who are really struggling. You know, we have 10 people who rated themselves as currently less than a, a five out of 10. And so that just reminds me of the importance of us staying connected individually. Um, but the final ray of hope I'd like to offer us is that for me, this survey just suggests that we can do it. 
And we can actually do this. We can make it to the end of this pandemic and uh, particularly to the end of this lockdown as a community who are still connected, who still love worshiping Jesus together. You know, I really believe in us and I just, I love hearing some of the stories that have come out of this time already. Um, So in the live chat, as we go to the next section, I just want to know if you have any other insights. As you've looked at the graphs that have come up on the screen, you've read some of the results and the data. Um, What are some of your thoughts? What are some of your personal experiences? Uh, Is there anything that I've missed uh, in the way that we've pulled apart this data? Be really curious to know. I hope you found that helpful and insightful. If you did, then that's awesome. If you didn't, then hopefully this next part can redeem that for you. Um, But as we move into another month of lockdown, uh, yes, that's right. As we move into another month of lockdown, um, I want to give you a little framework that I think might help you um, in a time when all of the sort of structures and outside constraints that normally push our lives along are gone Um, How do you actually organize your life? Um, And you know what? I think we have a bit of a chance to do things slightly differently and really grow and mature spiritually. So if you have a Bible handy, why don't you open up um, to Matthew chapter 22? I'm on a very slow old iPad here. Um, And we're going to pick up from verse 34. In my NIV, the subtitle is The Greatest Commandment. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It's a bit of an epic passage of scripture, isn't it? Um, so what, what's just happened? Well, Jesus uh, is challenged by some of the religious leaders and asked a really, what seems to be a very leading question, which is the greatest of the commandments in the law? You know, they're obviously trying to trap him in his words. Um, but rather than answer the question behind the question, which is what Jesus so often does, uh, in this setting, he actually really engages with the question. And he says, basically, love God. And love others as you love yourself. Um, and so there are three things here, aren't there? There's love God, loving others, and love of self. And I actually think we can turn this into a framework. Um, if you want to know what to do as a Christian, if you want to know how to, how to know if you're actually doing the right things, then this might help you. Now, I'm going to attempt to draw this out. Uh, you're all going to find out in a moment if this worked or not, but I'm going to try attempt to kind of like live draw and record it while we go. I've got like two iPads and a phone all going at the same time. So this framework starts with three overlapping circles. So let's draw them up here. They're pretty good circles. So each of these circles represents one of the three things that Jesus has just said. The first one is love God. Second one, love others. The final one is 
Easy. Now, when we talk about loving God, we are, uh, it's, it's pretty simple. It's talking about um, the times that we come before him and we worship. It's a time in the scripture, in prayer, uh, out in, in creation or, or reading theology, whatever draws us closer to God. Coming around to loving others. Again, this is pretty broad. Um, you know, calling someone who's lonely, uh, giving money to a charity, uh, dropping meals off, discipling others, getting involved with leading youth, whatever it is, however you're loving others, that's what this category represents. And finally, loving self probably needs a bit more explanation. Um, Self-love is a bit of a popular topic on Instagram uh, right now, Um, but I'm not talking about the bubble bath kind of self-love. You know, we do love a good bubble bath, but that's not what this means. Um, It's anything you do to nourish your soul, to become formed in maturity, Um, You know, it's studying the Bible, uh, reading Christian books, counseling, spiritual direction, practicing Sabbath, going away on a holiday, whatever nourishes your soul and forms you into the likeness of Christ. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about self-love here. And my suggestion is that um, going through life, most of us are pretty good at two of these things. Um, But we tend to at various times in our life, and it changes, we tend to struggle with one of them. So let's illustrate what that means. So for example, um, loving God and loving self. So those of us that kind of operate here and do that overlap. Um, this is me when I was a little bit younger. Um, and it's a faith that's very focused on just me and God. It's kind of like when young kids uh, around where David's at at the moment They'll play next to each other and doing the same and do the same thing, but not actually together. They haven't quite worked that out yet. It's like the the faith version of that. And um, taken to its logical extreme, these kind of Christians usually end up as a bit of a lone ranger. Um, you know, there's no church that really quite gets it the way that they do. Um, for me, I I kind of developed out of this as I grew up and grew into maturity. Um, but the task for pe- for those of us that kind of fit into this love God, love God category. Um, the task for us is to learn how to genuinely share our faith journey uh, with other friends and with a community who love us. Uh, moving over, um, there are some of us that live a faith life where we love self and we love others very well, but we're not very good loving God. So that's, we kind of, a little scribble there on the diagram. Um, it might not seem like a faith at all if you don't include God in the picture, but But hear me out, because I think this is actually the story of a lot of Christians. You know, you get people who are very self-aware and they also have a very strong sense of God's heart for justice, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, But over time, their relationship with God kind of gets um, smushed into the service category. And they feel like just by by serving others and loving the poor, then they're actually, that's that's them having a relationship with God. Um, Over time, they might lose their heart to worship or their passion for pursuing the gifts of the Spirit. um, And they feel like they're doing enough just by being good. Um, But eventually, they wind up not needing God at all. And I've seen friends lose their faith this way. They're so consumed and so excited about social justice that they forget um, about God himself, that he is the source of all healing and reconciliation. Um, The task for those of us that find ourselves in this category is to stay in love and to realize that we depend on God uh, for every breath, to learn how to worship him again, to find our passion. Sometimes that's a joy and sometimes it's a discipline. 
Um, but for those of us who are in that love self, love others category, we need to rekindle our love and passion for God. Um, and finally, and I think this is a trend that we're starting to see a lot of now, um, because I think for a time, um, spiritual discipline and formation has been a little bit kind of taboo, like seen as religious. And, you know, it, it is good uh, to let go of traditions that no longer serve us or no longer serve God. But sometimes when we do that, we le- lose sight of the gold too. And that's this uh, crossover of um, love God and love others without love self. There we go, just coloring in there. When we spend too long in this space, we end up with a very hollow faith. You know, people in this category might be very active in church. They uh, might go to life group uh, and get involved. They might have interesting things to say about the scriptures. Um, They might even have a great faith life when they're with their family. Um, But these these people usually stay around uh, for a long time. uh, But then when they hit a major transition or life hurdle, they tend to crumble because you discover that there's, there's just not that formation there. There's not that depth of maturity in faith. And the task for those of us that fit into that category um, is to engage in deep personal and spiritual formation um, and to grow in our maturity and our walk with God uh, in a way that's really meaningful. Now, there is a fourth element, and I can't for the life of me work out how to actually represent this in terms of the diagram. So I'm just going to draw another circle here. And maybe someone who's um, a bit more visually minded can help me out with this later. Um, But the final thing I'd say is that each of these practices, loving God, loving others, loving self, need to be held in balance. We need to do all three to have a well-formed faith life. But I would also just suggest uh, that we need to do this both as individuals and with the community of faith. Uh, We need to have our own faith journey, but we also need to share these with other people. Now, as you're working out what life looks like in a pandemic, I want to encourage you to to think about this chart a little bit and maybe even draw it out after the service and fill in what things are you going to do both individually uh, and with other people in each of these categories? How are you going to love God in isolation? How are you going to love others in isolation? And how are you going to love yourself and mature and grow yourself um, despite the isolation? Uh, Maybe ask yourself, which two do you excel at and which of these three areas is a growth area for you? Uh, And finally, ask the Holy Spirit to get involved and to help you with this process because you're not meant to do it on your own. Awesome. Thank you, friends, for sticking with us. We're almost there. We thought it would be a fantastic idea to finish tonight with a time of prayer and an interactive time of prayer, a little bit like we did last week. So how this is going to work is you and I, we're going to kind of tag team. Um, I'm going to pray through a series of points that relate back to the survey and the results uh, that we got from that. So I'll pray for a little bit. Then I'll put up a black screen uh, with the prayer point, And then I want you to pray out loud Uh, and and join in and pray as well, wherever you are. If you're in a group, uh, one person pray um, per point, uh, just because I'm only going to leave enough time for one person. But uh, why don't we bow our heads and let's let's lift up our community and our city in prayer. Well, Lord, firstly, we want to just thank you um, that we have made it this far, that you have carried us 
Um, Lord, we want to thank you for the encouraging signs that this survey provided that um, while things aren't great, um, that they're not as bad as we thought. And so um, we just want to thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're always with us, that you are leading us and we are trusting that you will lead us um, out the other side as a community, as individuals, um, that we would remain connected and we would remain in love with you. So we just want to thank you for everything you've done so far, Lord. Lord, next, we just want to thank you for those um, who in this time have, have grown spiritually. Lord, we want to thank you that you can work in every circumstance, that you love us through every moment um, of our lives. And so we want to give you glory that there are some of us in our community who have, who have um, actually grown in their faith in this time of isolation. Um, but Lord, for those of us who are struggling in our faith, who are feeling disconnected from you, uh, for those of us whose spiritual well-being has gone down a long way in this time. I just want to pray that you would draw close, that you would remind us of who you are, that you would help us to fall in love with your scriptures again, that you would give us amazing uh, times of prayer. So Lord, we just draw close to those right now who are struggling in their faith and pray that you would um, remind them of who you are. And Lord, right now, we just uh, we open our hearts and we just we lift up a prayer um, for anyone in our community who is really struggling with their overall overall uh, well-being. For those people who um, are, are five out of ten or less, um, particularly, or for those who have seen a big drop in their well-being, Lord, would you draw close? Um, for anyone who is um, really missing friends and family at the moment, Lord, for people struggling with mental health. Just remind us that we are not alone, that you are close, that you are always with us. And I pray that you would be uh, our God and our deliverer in this time. Lord, I want to thank you next um, for some of the wonderful stories that we have heard uh, even tonight on the live chat. Uh, I want to thank you that um, you have been showing us as a community how to love each other in this time. Uh, and so I also just pray for continued creative wisdom 
to find new and innovative ways to bless each other um, and to draw closest community when we can't physically be together. And finally, Lord Jesus, I want to pray over our city of Sydney uh, that's being gripped by COVID right now. I want to pray over the leaders who are making uh, hard decisions in our interests, that you would be with them and you would inspire them and give them the energy to keep going. Um, Lord, for those who are struggling uh, or battling COVID right now, we want to pray for full healing over their bodies, that you would just take away um, the virus and you would take away the symptoms. Uh, that people in hospital on ventilators would just be miraculously cured, even as we pray, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to pray for great comfort for those who've lost loved ones in that, this time uh, and for those who are in fear of losing people that are close to them. Um, and Lord, we just want to pray that you would bring this pandemic to, to an end in whatever way you want to choose to do that. Lord, we just want to ask for swift um, healing over our world, uh, and that you would bring this pandemic to an end so that we can gather once again and we can celebrate you and we can sing to you and we can be together as your family. And we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.